the vineyard. Uh, welcome to our New Year's family service. Um, welcome to the young people joining us this morning. And um, we're just glad that you're here and safe. There are several uh, out sick and traveling and various things, so um, keep those in your prayers. Um, as you guys know, uh, we are the Vineyard Church. Um, we share this common mission to help people follow Jesus and find real life. Um, if you are so inclined, there are a few different ways that you can connect with us, um, either in person or online. Um, we have connect cards in the seat, bo- seat back pockets. Um, in the chairs in front of you, and I'm sure you've noticed the chairs are in a little different arrangement this morning. I just thought we would throw you off a little. Um, I will take this opportunity um, to highlight for you a volunteer service opportunity. Um, We, in the very near future, um, are going to steam the carpets. Um, The unintended consequence of moving the chairs were some of the coffee stains became a little more obvious. So if anyone is interested in helping with that project, um, just grab me after service and let me know, and then we'll we'll keep you in the loop and coordinate uh, your help for that. Um, Because that'll involve, of course, moving all the chairs and then and then running the machine to uh, to clean the carpet. So be a great thing to do to start off the new year. Um, another way uh, that you can connect with us, um, we've been talking about the new Church Center app. Um, we've added a calendar function on there, so you can keep track of all the different events and happenings that are going on um, in church life. You can also check out small groups and give uh, through that app. I do want to highlight Um, A few events that we have coming up, we are launching a new series next week um, called Unleashed, Church on a Mission, and so we're going to be in that series for the next uh, few weeks through the end of January, so be sure and and participate in that. Um, We've been talking about our baptism class coming up. Um, Pre-registration for that is now open. We have a couple signed up. Um, for that class, but anyone else who might be interested, um, you can sign up for that right on the Church Center app. If you go to the event, it'll say signups available. You can click right on it. And we just need uh, just name and basic information. The main thing for that is we just need a head count because um, we will provide a free lunch. So anyone that's willing or interested to come to that, that's on January 16th, not next Sunday, but the one after two weeks from today, immediately following the service. Um, And then on the 23rd, we'll actually have our baptism celebration. Um, So for anybody um, who wants to participate in that, we do ask that you come to the class um, so that you can hear um, the biblical foundations for baptism and what it means. And we'll even talk through the logistics of what the celebration service will look like. Um, Now, coming to the class doesn't automatically sign you up if you feel that you're not ready or you have further questions, you're not obligated, but the end of the class will give you the chance to actually say, yep, I'm I'm ready, I want to sign up, Um, and so then we'll have you uh, participate in the baptism service the next week. Uh, Two more events that I just want to highlight, and then you'll be hearing more about these as time goes on. Um, We'll be uh, kicking off the small group semester 
simultaneously with a church family potluck on January 30th. Um, so immediately following the service that day, um, we'll have a potluck. We'll, like I said, we'll send out uh, email and, and coordinate uh, things for that, but just want to put that date on your calendar. And then that week, we'll launch our new small group semester um, that will run through uh, May. So um, keep that in mind. And then the last thing, um, event-wise, is on February 13th, um, we'll be hosting a Super Bowl party, uh, S-O-U-P in capital, Super Bowl party. in conjunction with the football game, we'll also be having a soup cook-off and just kind of a party here at the church. So again, uh, just keep your eyes and ears out for more details about that, but we are planning that um, for this year. Um, oh, I forgot to mention also um, just other ways to connect. If you are online, um, we'd love to pray with you. Feel free to chat with us in the comments. Um, And then we'll offer prayer ministry after the service if you're here in person as well. So let's go ahead and pray. And then we're going to dive into our family talk for this morning as we look back um, at the year uh, past and the year coming and just talk about some things as, as a family. I don't look at this particular week so much as a sermon, but we're just sort of gathering as a church family here in our living room, and and we're just going to talk about some things, um, both in review and looking forward. So we're very excited about that. Uh, Father, in Jesus' name, we just welcome you into this place. Father, we thank you for this family and the many ways that you have blessed us. Father, we thank you for enabling us to be here despite the weather and the challenges. Uh, We just ask, Father, that your healing presence be with those who are not here, who maybe are uh, dealing with sickness or various troubles and trials. Um, And those who are still traveling, Father, we just pray you're covering upon them. Uh, Go with us. Have your way in this service. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right. Well, um, as I mentioned, um, we're going to have a little bit more of a casual, laid-back format today. We invited the kids to join us, and um, we hope that you enjoy it. Um, I want to start with this quote to kind of set up our talk, and then we'll spend a few minutes... um, rehearsing, as we talked about in our Advent series, some of the the goodness, uh, the ways that God has been good to us or been kind to us over the last year. Um, It's no secret um, that simultaneous um, leading up to the Christmas season and the changing of the new year, we as a church family have also been in a season of transition and change um, from uh seemingly trivial things like rearranging the chairs to significant things uh with our leadership structure and Brittany and I stepping in as your new lead pastors and acclimating to that role um and that we've had a tremendous amount of encouragement and support um both from Ben and Tina and the board and and really everyone in the church family it's really been a uh 
a very smooth transition in that sense, and we're very grateful for that. Uh, the quote that I wanted to share with you um, to try to sort of preface our talk this morning is the most effective change agents within an organization are the ones that create a level of dissatisfaction. I believe in being very open and honest and transparent, and so I recognize as we've gone through this season and as we continue to go through the season, there may be moments, there may be opportunities um, for any or all of us to experience a level of dissatisfaction, whether that be with uh, something being changed that we personally liked um, or the lack of something that previously existed that doesn't seem to be anymore um, or the introduction of something new that maybe doesn't feel real comfortable um, and so I just wanted to start for us personally by saying that, that we recognize that those realities uh, may be present. Um, but I also want to say, um, have, having been through a number of transitions in the past, um, we're very grateful for your graciousness and your patience as we've sort of walk through some of these things. And uh, I don't know, for me as a strategic planner, uh, some of the things that I would have desired to be a certain way have felt a little clunky um, on, on our part um, in sort of coming in and, you know, the, the transition was, was pretty quick as far as us stepping into things. Um, and so part of what I want to do this morning is begin to talk to you um, about some vision for the new year and begin to point us towards some things that I believe the Lord is uh, directing us towards and uh, and invite you all into it because as you know has been said many times here before this is not our meaning Brittany and I's church um, it's not even your church it's the Lord's church but we're all called together to accomplish the work and the tasks that the Lord has called us to and so just as any organization needs leaders, someone has to make decisions, the buck has to stop somewhere, but it takes all of us to do the work um, that we need to do and to accomplish the things that the Lord has accomplished, has asked us to accomplish with him. He's also in it with us. Now, I want you to think, and I'm going to give you an opportunity to share, maybe in a little more interactive fashion than we'd normally do on a Sunday morning. Um, I'm going to share a few things, but as I am, I want you to think about um, if there are any particular things that really stick out to you um, as personal highlights or ways that you really feel felt like as part of this church family, you saw the Lord's uh, provision this past year, uh, perhaps the Lord's miracles, um, or his kindness in a, in a particular way. And I'll give just a couple people if they want to uh, want to share those. Um, I want to just step back a little bit and just share again for us personally, um, coming into this role uh, and some of you probably know some of this, but may not realize the full extent. Um, 
of how much for us, for Brittany and I, um, how much this opportunity to come and, and to lead and to be part of this particular church family was was actually all three of those things. It it was for us an experience of receiving God's provision. There were elements of it that were actually uh, miraculous in a number of different ways, and it very much was the Lord's kindness. Um, not not only that He brought us here um, into a vocational role, but that He actually brought us. And and I say back, even though you know we were never a a ongoing active part of this church family prior to moving back, but we have had connections in various ways. We had visited here. Um, we'd had several different events we'd attended here, and of course our connections with the Urbana Vineyard and with Ben and Tina going years back. Uh, for us, it has been very much a, a full circle experience. And uh, as I shared in the sermon a few weeks ago, some of the challenges um, in our personal life um, regarding storm damage and uh, the loss of our home in North Carolina and some of the things that we walked through there, um, there have been so many unique ways that our transition here has, has brought answers to those things in ways unexpected. One of the things that I just wanted to share with you this morning that I felt was a particular kindness of the Lord and was really a surprise as Brittany and I had prayed last year, uh, and we had, as I've told the story before, we'd felt in transition for a while. But as we began to pray, one of the things that we consistently felt was a desire to be closer to our family. And we've shared that with you. That's probably not any surprise. And it makes sense with the age of our kids and both having uh, fairly large families that we would want that, that we would desire to... Uh, be closer than 15 hours away from our family. The kindness of the Lord, you know, he looks at our hearts. I mean, he does hear us. He does interact with us a number of ways, but he knows our hearts sometimes better than we know ourselves. And one of the things that we realized as we came was that we didn't even recognize or have a way to articulate that part of our desire to be closer to our family was not just our biological family, but it was actually our spiritual family, of which you all were already a part, whether you realized it or not. Um, being part of the Vineyard Movement and being part of the Vineyard Churches here in the central portion of Illinois, which is very much uh, a significant part of our story and, and a part of our spiritual family. And we didn't even recognize that that was such a significant part of our desire when we were considering if this was where the Lord had called us. And it has become apparent and clear to us over and over again um, that it was a more significant part of, of a desire that was so deep down in our heart that we didn't even recognize it was there. But it has been revealed through the answer. And as we've connected with you, our church family, and we've reconnected with many friends um, in Bloomington and Urbana and various places around the region, um, it has brought so much life to us. And to me, isn't that just a, a beautiful demonstration of the kindness of the Lord, that he 
sometimes gives you the answer to the desires that you didn't even know that you had. Um, so I just wanted to share that with you this morning. Um, did anyone, uh, I know this, it might feel a little awkward, like we don't normally open it up, but does anybody have anything that they feel like they want to share um, as a reflection of the last year that you just feel particularly uh, was a demonstration of the, the Lord's kindness or miracles or provisions? Um, I won't belabor it. Oh, go, go ahead, Dave. Why don't I hand you this too? I just think just because of the online, it'll be difficult for them to hear. In our small group, which is actually a pretty large group, um, one of the things that we do, of course, as you might expect, is share prayer requests. And for as long as I've been associated with churches, there's a prayer list or a prayer group or prayer or something like that. And as those prayers get passed around, oftentimes on things like Facebook or uh, Messenger, the responses are, you know, little little hearts or uh, I'm praying or that kind of thing, which is cool. Uh, but the small group here, uh, many times as those messages come back, it's not just I am praying, it is here is my prayer. And it'll be a whole paragraph. It'll be the prayer. And it's a joy for me to be able to read that prayer and and agree in prayer. And that's just been especially the case over the past year that that's really blossomed. And I just think that's so cool. Thanks for sharing that, Dave. Um, I'll just reiterate, too, you know, for us, when we first came to A Vineyard Church, small groups were the thing that hooked us. And I'll I'll tell you stories about that sometime. But you want to go ahead? Yeah. I'm Jeff, and uh, one of the things that I've noticed um, this year and just been really appreciative of is God's, I don't know what you want to call it, grace, margin, provision of overseeing and orchestrating the whole transition of our church family. Everywhere you look, I mean, I, Amy and I have been deeply involved in the music of it, but it's like, if you look at what we do with music, all the people stepping up, I'm just grateful for the opportunities for people to engage in that. And and we feel like it's going to be okay. Like, we don't have to worry that, you know, things are going to fall over just because we're uh, entering into to a different season. But you look everywhere in the youth. I think it's really neat to see what's happening with the youth. And that was something that had lied dormant for quite some time with, with COVID and 2020 and everything that happened. But seeing the um, what Chris and the team are doing with the youth. Um, and you could just go on and on. Any area you want to look at, uh, people inviting uh, people over for meals. And that continues to be, uh, what did I say the other day? I sat down to a meal. I think it was at Benegas's, And I said, I felt so loved. <laughs> this wonderfully prepared meal. Um, and so anyway, just wanted to say that Everywhere you look, when you peel back the covers, it seems like God's at work in this transition. And uh, I'm just really deeply grateful for that. Thanks, Jeff. 
I, I love this too that you know I'm I'm letting you share and you guys are just naturally highlighting our values too. That's that's really awesome. Um, I didn't want to skip anybody, but I'm gonna. Is there anybody else, real quick? No. All right. Good. Well, so and I have to apologize. I didn't warn the tech team at all that we were gonna do that. So they're trying to compensate uh, to not. Uh, disengage our online audience. So, and if you're online and we gave you whiplash, I'm sorry. <laughs> That's my fault. Oh, it is so good, though. I mean, as I said, we could probably take the rest of our time this morning um, if we wanted to try to share all of the stories of the way that God has been kind and gracious to us over this last year. Um, and, you know, Brittany and I weren't here for the season of not meeting in person and then regathering, but I'm sure many of you have many stories from that time too. Um, you know, it's no secret that um, the last couple of years have, have been really, really difficult for, for I would say, most, if not all churches. And it's just been a difficult time. Many of the routines and rhythms that we had practiced perhaps for decades were significantly interrupted and we had to suddenly create new ways to do things. Um, and not that those things are over. Um, we know that the realities of, of COVID are still present. Um, things are shifting and changing uh, daily, some for the good, sometimes not for the good. But um, we'll live with those realities for some time. But I do feel like um, we're at a place where... Um, we will still be aware of those things and there will still be disruptions and inconveniences um, that we will uh, suffer for the sake of the others, um, just meaning other other than ourselves. Sometimes those inconveniences, um, you know, are not things that we would prefer to do, but we do them um, for the benefit of those around us. So that, that will continue. Um, but I think many that I've been talking to have been sensing for a while um, that we're reaching a stage. Uh, no, I don't mean in the pandemic. Now I'm just talking about the state of the church. We're reaching a point where, um, you know, we've been reevaluating some things. We've been recreating some things. And I think we're beginning to realize that this idea of um, we're going to reach a point and then everything's going to shift back to the way that it was. Is probably not going to be our reality. And that can be frightening um, and disappointing and upsetting, but it can also be really exciting because I feel um, that throughout this year and even in the years to come, there's permission uh, from the Lord or even an encouragement um, to begin to, to do things differently and to realign our priorities um, and not to do away with everything from the past, because there's much value in many of those things, but to begin to think about things in a new and fresh way. Um, and particularly as I've looked and prayed towards this new year of 2022, um, the one word that I just would share with you um, that has come up consistently is just the word preparation. As I said, we're not uh, maybe exactly at the point of putting all of the unpleasantries behind us yet, but we're at a point where I believe we need to begin to prepare 
for what it is that the Lord is wanting to do that's new, not just to sustain us or help us survive, but to actually begin to start some new things um, and to move forward in mission in a new and different way to reach new people. Um, and, and I don't mean all of this just in the context of, okay, we're going we're gonna to start a bunch of new programs and outreach. Okay, yeah, we'll, we will do some of those things. But I'm speaking in a, in a broader sense that there is just an invitation from the Lord as we step into 2022 to think about things in a new way um, and not make any assumptions about the way things used to be um, becoming how they will be in the future. I want to just talk to you briefly before I wrap uh, the talk up this morning, and then we'll, we're going to do some, as we usually do, we're going to do some prayer ministry at the end of the service, um, but we'll do that in maybe a little more interactive way than we normally do. I have four areas that I just want to touch on um, to begin to plant seeds, not to it would take me much longer than the time that I have this morning to begin to flesh out a, a full vision and strategic plan and all the different things. And the reality is uh, we don't entirely have that yet. Um, one of the things that, that we shared with the leadership team when we were coming in, um, and I may have mentioned this, I don't know if I have mentioned it in a service, um, but the Lord gave us this acronym, I think maybe I mentioned it a week or two ago, um, as we were thinking about uh, this concept of stepping into leadership, and, you know, it was shared with us um, coming out of, of the COVID shutdowns and, and the timing of the leadership transition, that in some senses um, that we would need to sort of re, relaunch. Um, not that we ever, like, stopped and were starting over, but, you know, there was a significant enough disruption to our normal activities that that as we've come back, we sort of needed to relaunch um, and build on the foundation of existing things. Um, but as we prayed about that thought coming in, the Lord gave me this acronym, and he said, you need to leap before you launch. And then he broke down the word leap into listen evaluate, adjust, and plan. Well, that sounds really nice to me because I'm a strategic planner, so, you know, we can get out some sketch pads and flare pens and, you know, sketch out in an artistic fashion a grand strategic plan with illustrations and graphs and all kinds of fun things. But the key focus has been since we've arrived, and it's not over now, but it has been a particular emphasis these first couple of months has been to listen. And that means listening to you, listening to the Holy Spirit, uh, listening to our culture in our community. Um, and that, that should always be happening. You know, as, as leaders, um, it, it, there can be a temptation to go, I mean this figuratively, but sort of go up onto the mountain and hear from God and get a vision and a plan and come down and share it, and then take off. And it's like, but if you're not inviting the people of God into it with you, um, you know, they say, if you think you're a leader, you just have to turn around and see if anybody's following. 
And so um, we just want to continue to emphasize um, that that this is this is all of us together. And so we want to continue listening uh, to you and listening to the Holy Spirit and listening to our culture as we begin to think about how do we do ministry in 2022 in a way that's fresh, in a way that's still uh, built upon a biblical foundation, in a way that's led by the Holy Spirit. And so I feel like, um, at least in the immediate, a lot of what we're going to be talking about and doing um, will be preparation for that. So as we begin to have conversations about things and, and talk about planning different things, it's in preparation for what we believe the Lord wants to do with us as a body, um, which is consistent with what the mission has always been, which is to help people follow, find Jesus, follow him, find that real, lasting, rich, and satisfying life um, that we experience. And so there's a number of different ways that we'll do that. But it's all still focused around that. But how do we do that? How do we reach more people in more places? Um, how do we have a greater impact um, on our community? Um, I'm sure that you share with me a love for this community. Um, and so how do we serve it? How do we make it better? You know, one of the things that our pastor at the Vineyard of North Carolina would often say, if we were to close up, the church tomorrow and just completely disband, shut down, and leave, would the community notice a difference? I think that's kind of a sobering question to think about, but it's one of the things that I want to keep in our mind as we think about uh, what we might do in the coming years, is that, you know, is what we're doing actually making a difference in our community? Um, and there certainly is a rich legacy of impact here in this family. Um, but we can never uh, sort of coast on the impact and the accomplishments of yesterday. The Lord uh, still has much work for us to do. I'm going to touch on three more practical things and just plant some seeds for you um, about some of our focuses in the coming months that we'll be having conversations around, that we'll be inviting you into as we prepare uh, in the Lord's timing to sort of uh, relaunch ourselves uh, to a degree. One of those uh, naturally came up this morning already, and that's in the area of small groups and discipleship. You know, this is a key uh, value for us as a church family, but it's key in the kingdom um, because we're not, we're not just an event, what we do here on Sunday morning is significant and important and needed, but this is not the essence of the church. The church is not an event or just a gathering. The church is the people, as we often, you know, we always say, oh, the church is not the building, it's the people. But the church also has a purpose, and that purpose is not primarily served inside the building on Sunday morning. The purpose of the church is to gather, to be energized, to be taught, to be trained, to be filled up, to be encouraged, so that we can go out as individuals, as couples, as singles, as families, and actually be a light 
carry the atmosphere of heaven in our workplaces, in our schools, in whatever your sphere of influence is, that you would be empowered and that you would have the tools to actually have an effect. Because that, friends, is how we will affect our community. There's there's little we can do here on Sunday morning other than pray and ask the Lord to intervene or ask him to empower us that will have a real significant effect on our community. But if we gather and get encouraged and get filled with the Holy Spirit and get tools and training and teaching that enables us to go out and do those things, then we will have a significant impact on our community. Um, and consequently, uh, we'll, we will reach people more than we have even to date, and we will grow and, and we'll do a number of things that are that are very exciting as as a church body. And so, as I mentioned, and we'll be talking about this, it'll be actually a significant part of our series for the next few weeks, and we'll be having a lot of conversations over the course of the rest of this month around the topic of small groups and discipleship. We would love to um, begin to offer some new groups and some new options. I was just wondering, sometimes if my battery is low, it will cause that. It shows fully charged, so that might just be a weather-related gremlin. Um, so we'll begin talking about that. Like I said, we would love to uh, begin to offer some some more options um, and and offer new new paths for discipleship. You know, aside from just small groups, which are a vital and important part of the church that meet, you know, usually weekly and often in homes. Um, we also have our, our regular rhythms of classes, such as a newcomer lunch, um, a prayer ministry training. We have just a number of different things that have historically been a significant part of this church family. But those are some of the things that have been sort of on the on the side at through COVID shutdowns, et cetera, that we're now reaching a point where we need to begin to re-engage with some of those things. And uh, as leaders, of course, there's the temptation to like throw everything on the calendar this month and let's just dive in both feet and jump and go for everything. And uh, that's probably not wise. So we are going to try to ease our way into things. Um, but it's important that we begin having those conversations. Um so I'd ask you also to begin to pray about that. Um, pray about, um, we are going to, I don't have a date for this yet, um, with the fact that there's beginning to be more things on the calendar, I thought it would be helpful um, that the next uh, small group leader training, if you're interested in leading a group of some type now or in the future, we will offer a, a training class for that from time to time. But I think for this semester, we're going to actually just offer that online. Um, so you can gather with us um, virtually, and then it'll also be available as a replay. Um, so that avoids us having to plan another event um, because we launch groups at the end of the month. So just uh, feel free to chat with me if you want to talk more about that or if you're interested in that. Um, I've got to move on because I'm running out of time. The other area that I want to highlight is in the area of worship and creativity. And as Jeff shared, um, there's been a, a tremendous amount of support in that area as people have begun to step up. And we're sort of uh, reforming teams. You know, we're not exactly starting over, but, 
you know, things are shifting and we're moving people around and we're finding new rhythms. Um, and so we're going to be having lots of conversations around that area. And if you're interested in uh, getting involved in those areas, uh, let me know. Um, and we'll uh, we'll find a way to connect you in in the area that's most appropriate for you. Um, this other area, which I kind of touched on when talking about small groups and discipleship, is the area of outreach and evangelism. Um, you know, we need to disciple and train those of us that are here, but we also need to be carrying the light of Jesus out to our communities and our workplaces. Um, and actually reaching out. And so we'll be having conversations around that, um, both in things that we can do corporately as a body um, and tools and things that we can give you um, to do that on an individual basis. And then sort of in conjunction with all of those, um, there's always been a focus um, in most places, but especially in this one, um, on training and leadership development. You know, one of the things um, that I heard one time that, that really, really stuck with me um, was when you think of a church and you think of growth, um, that's the most often measured in things like attendance or giving or things like that. And I heard a pastor once say, uh, my most significant uh, key performance metric for measuring growth is not our seating capacity, but our sending capacity. And he was talking about uh, measuring the number of leaders that we're actually training and producing. And, and sending doesn't always mean to some foreign country or to a church plant, although we very much uh, want to participate in those things as a church. Um, but but what is the number of leaders that we're producing um, as we start new small groups, as we start new ministries, you know, there's a lot of room um, in the vision that the Lord's talked to Brittany and I about. There's a lot of room for things um, that we can't do. You know, we we're, can't and shouldn't and aren't called to do everything in the church. And so there are things that the Lord has talked to us about that we'll pray about, but it the key for some of those things is is the right person that is called to that area, that is then trained and empowered to step out and serve God in the way that they're called to. Um, and so that will continue to be a focus um, as well. I want to just mention um, we had originally planned to do it today, but knowing that we would have a smaller crowd and wanting to give more folks an opportunity to participate, um, in conjunction with launching our new series next week, we're actually going to also conduct an all-church survey, um, and that'll give you an opportunity to give us some feedback related to things like small groups and opportunities, and there'll be a number of different things. It'll be short. Um, we'll have an online version available if you're watching online or if you don't happen to be here when we do it. We'll give a chance for everybody to participate, but if you're here in person, um, we'll actually do that um, together as a group. So I just want to wrap up um, with a final thought, and then I'm going to uh, turn it back over to the team here in just a couple of minutes. Um, again, as I said, um, thinking about the year 2022, I believe it's a year of preparation. 
of all the different things that the Lord wants to do. And so I would just invite you to join with me as we think and pray and dream. Um, what, what does the Vineyard Church Peoria look like down the road if the Lord accomplishes those things that he's talking to us about now? And just begin to allow the Holy Spirit to paint that picture in your mind. And, and what are some of the key things that you notice in that picture as you think about our future and what things might look like and what things we might be doing? And then as we begin to have these conversations over the next number of weeks, I believe that's what we'll do. And, you know, the temptation is to, to, to look at maybe where we are presently as compared to what a vision of where we would want to be is and feel like that's a really big jump. I, I don't, I don't know if we're, you know, if we're ready for that, if we're capable of that. Um, but I have found the Lord to be extremely faithful when we begin to dream as a church body and begin to paint those pictures with his guidance and then begin to ask him to prepare us for those things, that he's extremely faithful uh, to do that. Um, one just practical example, a, a pastor, a friend of mine, and I, I have heard numerous stories of these types of things happening. Um, pastor, a friend of mine who had church planted, and they were uh, they had been meeting in a school cafeteria, as many church plants do, and that's, you know, that's fine. But they had reached a point um, where they were outgrowing that space and there were some logistical challenges, and so they began to look for a building. And just as I said earlier, sometimes the kindness of the Lord, and he remembers things that we don't even remember we desired. And that same pastor had, I think they'd been meeting in the cafeteria for maybe four or five years, but five years prior when they had planted, he had driven past a building and he had just felt really drawn to it. And it just seemed like a really good space for their church. And just there initially before they launched, he just prayed, you know, Lord, um, I'd love if you would give us that building and we could meet there five years from now. I think it was probably too big for them, you know, when they were thinking about launching. But he actually, like, put that date out there. Well, you know, within five years, I'd love to be gathering with our church family in this building. And then he kind of forgot about it and filed it away. And, you know, so they're at this point, and And I don't know, you know, if they hadn't driven past it again or hadn't remembered. But it was one of those things that like, wasn't really on their radar. And then all of a sudden, it, like, became available. And everything just kind of clicked into place. And they ended up, you know, getting that building. And for, like... It was like, I don't remember the actual numbers, but whatever the like fair market value was, they only paid like 10% of what that the fair market value would have been for a facility of whatever size it was. And so I just want to encourage you, like to them, that could have seemed like that was an impossible jump. Um, and so there could be a number of different things that as we think and pray, it might feel like, oh, that, you know, that that's too big of a jump. That's... Uh, but I encourage you, if, if you feel, uh, and if we feel, you know, I strongly believe in co-discernment. You know, as the Lord begins speaking, he will be sharing things with all of us. And um, he's really faithful and he's really kind to, to do those things. Um, I'm going to go ahead and conclude there.
And, uh, you know, this is really just to set us up for conversations and talks that we'll have throughout the rest of the year. But I, for one, am very um, excited and um, ready for all that the Lord is leading us into for this year. And I, I think it's going to be not only exciting, uh, surprising, unexpected, different, um, but I think meaningful and valuable to us as a church family. Father, in Jesus' name, we just thank you for your presence here. We thank you uh, for all the different things that you are speaking to us. Father, we know that you're a God who speaks. You are speaking to all of us. And Father, we just ask that you enable us to better hear you and to discern uh, the various things that you're saying to us as a church body. We ask for your favor and your provision as we begin to prepare and plan for the year ahead, that we would be able to accomplish everything that you've asked us to do, and that you would just give us grace and empowerment uh, to have a significant impact on this city and its people. In Jesus' name, amen.